everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, we're going to be talking about the Mormons and their billions and 60 minutes. Billions and billions. Where is <laughs> Carl Sagan when you need him to talk about Mormons? Oh, golly. Um, yeah, so um, it was a couple weeks ago. It kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, with you being out of town and all. But, but we, we thought it would be good to talk about. It's, it's an important topic. Those Mormons, <laughs> they've got lots of money and so, we're going to talk about it. So much money. And also, everybody, uh, we're having a great response um, and uh, interest in our 600th episode live show recording. Extravaganza! <laughs> if you'd like to join us online for the recording, uh, which will be next, this upcoming Saturday, actually at uh what would it be at 11 a.m just email us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com and put in the subject line 600th episode yeah and we'll add you to the list and it's going to be so so much fun you'll get to hear <laughs> all of the mistakes that uh that the regular podcast listeners won't know about and you'll go oh these guys are bigger idiots than i thought they were <laughs> How many times do they have to redo that segment? <laughs> you will know the answer to this and so many more questions <laughs> if you join our live feed for the 600th episode. So please do. It'll be fun. And grab, still- a, grab a cup of uh, your favorite. Grab your favorite. I don't care what time zone you're in. Grab your favorite brunch alcoholic drink oh. and, uh, and join us. Wow. All right. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay, well, first, Dan, we have some stuff that happened recently that we need to talk about. Indeed. News, in fact. Yeah. Um, and I want to start off with uh, the, the, the ongoing Mississippi license plate uh, issue. Uh, Mississippi, uh, since I believe 2015 or so, has actually printed on their license plate, In God We Trust. Uh, and just in the standard one, in the, on the in standard the default, the, one. the the license plate that you don't have to pay extra for, right. right? And there's only one of them, right? You get if if you don't want to if you don't want to go get like one of those special cause ones or some the license plate for that shows you know some college that you have an affinity for, right. um, you just get would get one that said "In God We Trust." Uh, it was meant very much as a fuck you to the non-believers and non-Christians in the state. Um, Don't kid yourself. That wasn't a we support us. That was a fuck to you (laughs) move. (laughs) Last year, uh, actually two years ago, June of 2021, um, American atheists sued the state over the license plate, along with um, some uh, local Mississippians uh, as as, uh, co-plaintiffs. And uh, they have effectively gotten the state to back off. Um, the, the, the state commission that decides these things, that's made up of like the governor, the lieutenant governor, I think, the uh, attorney general, and a few other people. Um, so all like-minded, like elected officials 
Um, so douchebags, they have decided that the new license, they, they held a big competition and they very carefully made sure that they picked one that did not say in God, we trust. And, uh, it sounds like a nice design. Sounds lovely. Actually, it's nice. I've yeah. seen it. It's actually quite lovely. They did a good job. Yeah. It's got um, a magnolia in the middle of it. Yeah. It's got a pretty flower. Yeah. It's going to be coming out next year. Uh, for those of you who would be affected by this. Yeah. But through this process, some, some pretty interesting things came out um, in the process of this, this lawsuit. Initially, the Mississippi attorney general argued that the In God We Trust license plate did not violate the rights of non-religious Mississippians because they could use decals to cover up the offending <laughs> words on the plates. That, however was a violation of state law that you law, could not right. deface the license plates. They're like, just put a sticker over it. So we'll there's, arrest you. <laughs> but there's their solution that they argued in court was illegal. However, oh, Lord. the U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Mississippi actually agreed and in, in lieu of there being a new license plate, sort of while this process was, while they were still seeking um, a solution or a ruling, I suppose, ruled that people who did find, who did, who wanted to cover it up could. Um, <laughs> so sort of striking down or looking past another law. And so the, let's see, the, the same judge cited a 1977 U.S. Supreme Court case in which the court decided that a group of Jehovah's Witnesses who had faced fines for covering up the New Hampshire state motto, live free or die, had the right to do so. <laughs> so there was actually precedent for this. I love um, the, I want to know what the specific objection is to live free or die. Like they're opposed, like it's against our religion to die. No, it's <laughs> against their religion to fight for their nation. Yeah. So I think it was, they saw it as like, you know, a willingness to, to expressing a willingness to, to take up arms. Right. Yeah. And so th it was quite the little saga. I love that the, the state just sort of just ended up just like trying, just sidestepping the whole thing yeah. by having a big competition and making a big show of it. Never once mentioning why they no. were doing it. Never once mentioning you know, hey, we need these designs to not include in <laughs> God we trust. Right. Because we got some problems on our hands. Because you know regard. behind closed doors, they were like, don't do any of the ones with the <laughs> God on it. Oh, and you like, know they, there were submissions that were sent in that had like Christian crosses. Oh, yeah. And Jesus with blood running down his face. Yeah, exactly. And, or like, yeah, just Jesus poking his head out with a thumbs up. We're Mississippi. We believe in Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is a good way for them to redesign it and, and uh, just say it's a normal process and never have to admit that they caved to the American atheists right. or to, you know, they never have to admit that, that, that that was even a part of anything. Right. So there you go. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to New York where there's a small uh, Christian university Houghton University, Houghton, I don't know, H-O-U-G-H. Uh, English is hard to pronounce sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, what do you, what do you, what do you like, Houghton, Houghton? What, what's your, what's your pronunciation on that one? Houghton. Okay, I like it. We're going with it. That is the that is the official TGIA pronunciation of that college, of that university. So, uh, two of the directors of dorms, dorm directors. These are employees of Houghton University. Um, named Shua Wilmot and Reagan Zelaya were recently there, there there's been a kerfuffle mm. and the reason is that these two decided to use the to display their pronouns in their correspondence okay now here's the thing Shua Wilmot and Reagan Zelaya you don't know their genders from those names oh yeah like, that is, those are not easily understood uh, gendered names. Yeah, okay. Here in these United States of America. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's very funny that this university is so, in, so terrified of wokeness that they fired both of these people. What? For, for including their pronouns. Uh what Shua is the he him and Regan or Reagan is the she her. I would not have gotten that right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're unusual names, and and yeah, they. It's one of those things where these people just you it, you can't even you can't even display your pronouns in a way just to prevent future confusion. Mm. Like people the. This wasn't this wasn't a you know a statement it may have been but it, they're claiming it wasn't a statement about you know being you know in line with current gender norms and 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 you know in in solidarity with trans and and non-binary people or whatever they just want people to be able to correctly gender them when they you know when they correspond yeah they're like this is a useful trend yeah for me personally this helps uh and that's all that this whole thing has ever been it's never been about like like you know politics it's never been about that it's just been about hey here's something helpful for you this is my gender identity well i think you're 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 correct in sort of how it started but unfortunately, things in this country do get politicized. This has well, been yes. heavily politicized and, and the right re had reacted and then the left has reacted to their reaction. It's political at this point. Like, it is political, but it's also just like even people, even the most right wing person in the country wants people to know their gender identity. Correct. You know what I mean? Like correct. Lauren Boebert would be mad if we called her him. Maybe that she wants people to correctly gender her. Yeah. I mean, it's wrong for, of me to have this impulse, I suppose, on some <laughs> level. Um, but wouldn't that be quite the tactic is to just misgender people on the right? Oh, I've long who, thought that we should be doing who, that. who we know, we know what they're, we know what they identify as. Like your yeah. example with Lauren, Lauren Boebert, just start, Calling Lord Bobert he, yeah, Miss Rhonda. It's so Santos. wrong. Like I, <laughs> it's so wrong. Like I, I, I say it, and I'm just like, no, 
That's not that's not the right tactic. I feel but like it kind of is though. Boy, like we're just, play, if we're gonna play by their rules and they're saying that gender identity is not, you know, blah 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 is like don't say your gender identity. Then listen, if Ron DeSantis ever says anything, and we should be calling her Rondas. I think Rhonda. I think <laughs> Rhonda Santis is is her name in my mind forever. But it, uh, oh, if. I know, but it, 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 how fun would it be if you're in the room with Ron DeSantis and he says some nonsense and he's like fired up about blah, blah, blah. And you just turn to someone and goes, what's gotten into her bonnet or whatever. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> it would just be delightful to see Ron DeSantis's reaction to being misgendered. Yeah, it, I it, wow, it just would be so misread by so many. Like it would be it would confuse everyone. Everyone would be upset. <laughs> because there's also the whole thing of like, you know, um yeah, it it would really I think it would universally well, rub everybody wrong. Definitely going to get some <laughs> emails about why that's bad, and I'm open. And I'm down for that. I'm up for the the I, argument of why it's bad. I to know call Ron DeSantis. She I and know her. it's bad. <laughs> I think it. I, would, if there was a way to get away with it, I just don't think that there is. I think the it's, question is, it's just too tricky, right? I feel like people on the left would see exactly what you're doing, and people on the right would be so. I think it would expose how stupid they are. That's the whole point. The whole point is to yeah. expose how stupid it is to misgender someone. Yeah. You would have to, seriously, you'd have to create a drag character called misgender um, <laughs> who goes around and does this. That's the only yeah. way that like you could possibly like pull it off. All because you drag you drag people <laughs> need to start putting some stuff out into the world where you're misgendering. Uh, all of these right wing <laughs> nutballs because they refuse to put their, 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 their gender markers in their bios. How are we to know? Yeah. They just want us to guess. So we might as well guess. I love this. Like, I'm sure somebody out there's already misgender. I'm sure that's true. But I, I, <laughs> I love and the also, idea. I'm sure that someone out there is already Rhonda Santos. I'm <laughs> oh, sure there's that already that a, a Rhonda Santos. That's guaranteed. definitely already a drag name. <laughs> There's probably 40 of them. There's one in every state. Anyway. Oh, all right. Gracious. Well, there you go. Uh, the gender wars. It's so fun. It's just so funny to me that this, that the, the, the hill that they want to die on is that people want to, to say what their gender is. They want to just be clear about their gender identity. Yeah. It's terrifying to them. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. It, and you will get fired. <laughs> All right, Dan. Um, we talked a, a little bit. We teased that we'd be talking about the Mormon church later in the mm. show. I have a story that's along those lines, a little different, though. Actually, it might be exactly the same, but we'll, we'll decide. We'll decide. I'll let you hear it, Dan, and we'll decide. Um, the Mormon church in the UK has purchased <laughs> an Amazon warehouse. Oh. For 74 million pounds, um, they used one of their charitable companies to make the purchase. 
um, with the goal of using the proceeds to further pay for the church's charitable efforts. And uh, I'm sure their charitable efforts include just keeping their churches, their their buildings maintained. Um, Yeah. They, they don't they're not famous for charity yeah the the, the, the they're the, trying to get famous we'll talk about it at the end of the show <laughs> they're trying anyway this is a, a a massive building because it's an amazon warehouse yeah um they bought it from a commercial property real estate investment trust i believe uh-huh. is what what that stands for so um but wait why did they buy it what are they, they doing they with bought it? it as an investment strictly oh, I see. they they bought it so they can continue leasing it out because it is a profitable thing to do. Okay. The company that that they used to purchase it is called Covent Garden IP, uh, which is registered as a charitable company with oh. a goal to quote promote and further the religious and other charitable work of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in the United Kingdom. What I love is this article outside of somebody quoting the name of the church the article gets the name of the church wrong every single time. Oh, um, they call it the church of Jesus Christ and the latter day saints. Oh, um, it's in the, it's in the <laughs> subtitle for the article. It's <laughs> twice in the article. They call it that. But whenever they quote the name of the church, they somehow get it right. They're obviously cutting and pasting from. I just, press releases I love that they but, get it wrong because their wrong is better than the church's right. No, you're, you're totally right. Why would you want two ofs in the name of your church? Yeah. The church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's a terrible name for a church. Get the, get rid of the second of throw in an, and you, you're much better off. Yeah, absolutely. And church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints. Mm, that's, that's just nice. That just, just kind of works. I mean, none of it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's literally 50 words too long yeah. as a name for a church. Uh, it I, doesn't somehow it doesn't have 50 words. And yet it, that is how too long it is. I used to dread when people asked me what, what religion I was as a, as a kid, because I really? would be like, Oh, go, or what church do you go to? The church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, oh. And it was just like, it felt long. It felt yeah. tedious. Um, and then they, and then there are follow-up questions. Oh. If they don't immediately know that that's the Mormons, yeah. then, then you've got to deal with all the follow-ups. Well, this was like grade school. Yeah. I knew it was usually best to avoid being called a Mormon. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a problem here in Salt Lake. No, you were me, me growing up in Salt Lake. That was not an issue. You were As a matter of fact, on the I inside. I remember the first, uh, not the first non-Mormon, but the first non-religious kid I ever met. Oh. It was a shock to me. You were like... 90% of the people that I interacted with, 98% of the people I interacted with were Mormon growing up. And then I was hanging out with this kid that I had just met and blah, blah, blah. And somehow I managed to ask, are you Mormon? And he said, no. I'm just regular and I exploded. I thought now I think that is probably the best answer I've ever heard to the (laughs) religion question. I'm just regular. That is my favorite answer of all time. What do you mean you exploded? I I didn't know what to do with that. Did you unload on him? Were you just like, how dare you? You're not regular. I'm regular. I just literally like my, like, I think 
I had a little bit of a, I think I had to reboot. I think I had to, I think my whole system crashed <laughs> and I just had to reboot. And I probably just stared at him for a little minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, why would you even ask? Like everyone was Mormon. I know. That's so it, but weird. he was new and I didn't know. I don't know. Like literally it was territory marking or you, something. I you, don't know. You knew, but you knew that, that not being Mormon was an option. I did. I had That's Jewish good. friends. I oh, went, right. I went to the, the Jewish community center for my, uh, for my uh, preschool and for summer camp. So you, you were like, are you Mormon or Jewish? <laughs> That's right. There, I know that there are two options. So which one are you? <laughs> Anyway, I bring this up about this uh, warehouse in the UK only just to warn our, our, uh, our, our British listeners. Beware, everyone. They're coming <laughs> They're for you guys, too. too. They're coming for you. They're going to buy up everything there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to uh, take us now to Illinois, mm. the, uh, the, the, the state with, with Chicago and presumably other cities in it but mostly chicago <laughs> anyway a new uh a new report has come out this is a report uh issued by the attorney general mm. uh kwame raul uh it was started by kwame's predecessor and this is a, a report into the catholic clergy of illinois and you know a lot of states have been doing this because Catholics have not been behaving for the past centuries. And, uh, and so this is about uh, clergy abuse of children specifically and what they found. And I must remind everyone that this is just what has been reported. So it is oh. absolutely 100% guaranteed to be an understatement, but to what degree we don't know. Okay. But basically more than, more than 450 Catholic clergy uh, abused almost 2,000 children. Oh, uh, God. Between the years of 1950 and 2019. Wow. So 70 years of abuse. Wow. 2,000 children. <sighs> and that is. Sir, that is definitely an understatement, but we don't know how under. Yeah. That's... Uh, very few of these uh, priests will see any kind of legal justice because the statute of limitations is up on a lot of it. Um, the church, for their parts, claims that they've revamped everything since, you know, in the 90s we began to overhaul all of our policies and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, We've made it very clear you're not supposed to. We've molested we, children. We have told these uh, <laughs> priests that they are naughty, and uh, we don't like that anymore. We used to like it. We used to be fine with it. Literally, um, they, you know, obviously there are plenty of stories of uh, of priests who were caught, were reported, but were they defrocked? Absolutely not. Uh, not. You know. Cardinal Francis George. So there was, you know, there's a story about a, uh, a priest named Daniel, Father Daniel McCormick, who was the subject of more than a hundred abuse claims. Just one guy. 
more than 100 abuse claims in the wow. in decades leading up to his arrest finally in 2006 uh, for abusing five boys. Hmm. And even after that arrest, or a well, I guess there was a first arrest in 2005, uh, even after being arrested for this, Cardinal George declined to remove McCormick from from the clergy. Good lord. It's like if this is this one should be the easiest one. This one should be the instantly you're not a priest anymore. Right. One. Like yeah. you don't even have to be convicted. Just like at very least the instant that there is a remotely credible accusation let alone hundreds. Mhm. Mm you you don't get to interact with the public anymore. You are now a, even if we keep you as a priest, you never get to interact with the public again. Right. That, that, that seems like a good approach to me. <laughs> yeah. It that, that seems, seems, it seems like that's what a reasonable human being, that, that's the conclusion that they would come to. It almost makes sense. <laughs> Somehow, though, it, it's it, they are sort of missing it. I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder yeah. why. It's just astounding. Yeah. It's just, a, I mean, we tell this. Here's the thing. I come across stories like this all the fucking time. Yeah. And we don't tell them because it feels like we're a broken record. It feels like we're just giving the same story over and over and over again. But we have to remind ourselves every now and then that this is just ongoing Literally, you know, we've said it many times, but where you have a diocese, you have priest abuse of children. Mm -hmm. It's just a thing. Yeah. And, and every time anyone decides to investigate into it, they discover it's worse than you could have imagined. So I don't know. Just <laughs> there's another reminder for you. Have fun, everybody. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, Dan, boy, we're, 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 we're on the cusp of pride month. Um, Ooh, it's, it's, it's just it's, right on where it's, it's, it's right around the corner. It's happening. Um, while you're listening to this, in fact, maybe it is already pride month, which is of course the month of June. Yeah. Everybody. And, uh, something remarkable I think has happened in the United States, which is our, our major, major brands, our major companies have sort of taken to um, marketing directly to the LGBTQ plus community. Go woke um, and go broke. <laughs> obviously, yes, that's a, a the Bud Light fiasco. incident fiasco, however you want to call it. That was a very recent example of a company that you know, made an, a nice marketing effort directly acknowledging the trans community in that case. And um, boy, there was some backlash. Yeah. Right? Uh, Bud Light is like, they, they kind of, they lost a lot of people, of customers. Right. Well, and then, and then they lost the rest of us because they, they sort of retracted. They went yeah. back on their shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's, so okay. that, that it, it's a, it's a difficult thing, right? Like you yeah. kind of gotta, if you're going to make the gesture, really make the gesture. Yeah. You got to stick with it. Just stick with it. Like whether the, whether the storm that might 
that might uh, brew after yeah. uh, after you do it, and it will probably eventually blow over, right? And it'll be worth your while. You'll you'll even lose some, a, even but, if there's a problem like yeah. in the in the short run. But you'll probably gain others, right? Yeah. Um, but boy, when you backtrack, that's a real Not mess. Great. Anyway, the latest example is uh, our beloved Target. Oh, Target, the Target stores. It, which is a, a remarkable brand in and of itself. Indeed. They sort of um, somehow made themselves not Walmart. And yeah, which is weird because they're, they are Walmart. They are exactly Walmart. And yet they're so much better. How is why? I don't understand why. Um, but I personally can't stand Walmart and I actually am fine with Target. So what? Yeah. People get happened. excited to go to Target. Oh, some people oh, are stoked about Target. I'm going to Target, right? Like, yeah. uh, you go in there and it's just, uh, just has the right feel. Anyway, Target is one of these companies. They've, uh, they've had like a pride section in their stores for years. Whenever, for years. For every, every June. Yeah. Um, and they've got just all sorts of, 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 uh, gay friendly, uh, LGBTQ plus friendly stuff. Well, this year they, they marketed or I don't even know if the, how much they marketed as far as like in the sense of promoting, but right. they had some, um, very trans friendly goods in their store. One of which was a swimsuit that I guess is the, the phrase in the article is tuck friendly. Oh. women's swimsuits that allow trans women who, you know, haven't had gender affirming operations to better be able to conceal their privates. Right. Yeah. So great. This was in their that, store. It was on. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Yeah. In fact, I want to say fucking remarkable. Yeah. Right? Like that decision was a, a remarkable decision. Well, of course, some haters, haters, some transphobic folk out there, some assholes, some assholes. Um, they've made, they've been making a stink about it and out and out lying about it. They, um, they've turned it into target was selling tuck friendly bathing suits designed for children. <laughs> that's what they turned it into. Right. Yeah, of course. And that's what was getting marketed around. Um, that was absolutely not true. These were uh, in adult sizes only. And uh, anyway, if nothing else, I, I, look, I was a little boy at one point. Not much to talk, my friends. You don't need a special suit for it. it, it there was nothing there. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so anyway, uh, Target uh, has started getting a, a very, even sometimes violent reaction. Uh, to this, to, to all of this social media uproar. Um, and so they, apparently, um, some team members, team members, employees were, um, their sense of safety and well-being uh, was threatened 
according to the company statement, uh, which continues, given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plan, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Oh, don't remove the items. They've also confirmed that they have already moved pride merchandise from the front of the stores to the back of the stores in some Southern uh, locations after confrontations and backlash from shoppers in those areas. Well, did you hear about this? I just saw it uh, like last night, but two targets in Utah had to be closed because of bomb threats. Oh, Jesus, was this part of that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just absurd. Like, what? see, what's happening is people are being whipped into a frenzy. I don't know how the right, the right's not okay. They are, they are, they can't, like, they are in a constant state of frenzy. Right. About all of these things. And it's so fucking easy to fact check this shit. But they won't. They right. don't. Right. Like, it's just so easy. Go go to Target and find the one that's marketed to kids. Well, the problem is, you know, easy to fact check. You go to Fox News, right? I believe Fox News was quoted in this article somewhere. They're perpetuating the, the same lies. Right. Right. So, so the, the media outlet... The, the, all they have to do is just tell the truth. Right. And I would be, I would be okay with, yeah. with the, the editorial spin that they provide in the evenings. But if they're, if they're news programs and the news that was available on their website actually legitimately just adhered to the truth. Right. I would be like, okay, Fox news, whatever. Lie. But they, they were part of perpetuating this, this outrage. And, and so like you, like when, when you get into some of these, these bubbles, you, there's no seeing out like, like target in these people's minds was selling, uh, swimwear to, uh, trans children Mm. that, that, that's, that's in, in their head. And that's the nice way of saying it. Right. Which even then. Oh no. Like, <laughs> I, I know. If, right. If but their like, worst nightmares were actually true, it would still not <laughs> be a big deal. Right. But in their head, this is like, it, it's, it's about the children and yeah. people are coming for the children and the trans community and the gay community at large are coming or queer community at large are coming for their children. Well, they're and, forcing children to have gender reassignment surgeries against their will. <laughs> This is, they're, they're doing that constantly. You have to be vigilant. (laughs) They're they're forcing all the children. They want it. All the the children. The trans community wants to reassign everyone's gender. (laughs) They're coming for you. All the kids, they're going to go into the schools and do surgeries when you're not looking. Johnny, you're Jenny. Jenny, you're Tommy. (laughs) They're going to yeah, start sending the kids home with new genders. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the, that is the utopia that the trans community is after. Oh, golly. Uh, Lord Jesus. They're stupid <laughs> and dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, with, with all of that frightfulness happening, I'm going to close this out with, uh, with a, a gr- another group of ding dongs, which I feel kind of, the more I learn about them, the more I feel like they're just, it's just a different brand of Mormonism. 
and that's the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> uh, they're they're basically the same. They, yeah. they they arose in the same time period and from the same area uh, of the United States. They're it's they're the old leaders are creepy. Yeah, it's everything's creepy about all of them. <laughs> uh, they recently had their two, 2023 regional convention, which is a big uh, event probably similar to the Mormon general conference. Mm. Uh, and they pre- presented at this convention, some videos, uh, which have qu- were quickly removed from the internet, but, uh, enterprising young watchdogs, uh, definitely nothing that goes on the internet, uh, gets removed from the internet. It's there forever. Um, <laughs> and these videos were special because, they say the quiet part out loud of Jehovah's Witnesses, which is the shunning. Oh, uh, yeah. They're big on it. They are big on it. It is official. It is a thing that they do. You know, Mormons do it kind of on their own. Culturally. Culturally, yeah. they, they shun people who leave the fold. But it's not official. Right. That's not an official practice of the Mormon church. It is an official practice of the Jehovah's Witness Church. And the J-dubs, uh, yeah, they produce these videos, and they're heartbreaking. Mm. Uh, one of the videos is, uh, they both center around this, uh, this young woman character mm. who apparently uh, her mother has left the church, and she's required by her church to shun her mother. Mm. And, mm. you know, it's one, one of them is her sort of, you know, you hear a voiceover of her just saying, it's so hard and I, I don't want to. And what one call couldn't hurt, right? Mm. The implication just being, don't you do that call. Right. Don't you, it doesn't matter if you miss her. It doesn't matter if, uh, if you love her, you're not allowed to talk to her. Uh. It's, it's, it's really gross. And then, you know, the other one is, is similar, you know, she she's at church and she hears the speaker talking about how Abel of Cain and Abel fame was a spiritual orphan, mm. but regardless of what his parents chose, he listened to Jehovah and patiently waited on him to fulfill his promises. And it's like, just be patient. And you know, her voiceover is like, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> That's right. All I have to do is be patient and wait and ruin all of my relationships mm-hmm. and then yada 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 god will reward me it's just it's, it's just really sick because like that's a really sick god that right? is a sick god right that need that this is like a loyalty test right yeah uh, like like y- that you have to pass yeah and, it, I, and I, it's rejecting like the most profound bonds that we have as human beings. Yeah. Right. And it's, that's wow. It's funny because I don't know. I don't know how useful the term cult is. The word cult is uh, sociologically speaking, but listen, any group that tells you that an outsider, someone who leaves needs to be, uh, needs to be shunned and you don't get to talk to them anymore and you don't get to love them anymore. And you don't get to like, interact be you know in their lives anymore 
Um, that's uh, you're, you're, you're really skirting the edges of what we can call a, a respectable organization <laughs> at that point. You are, you no respectable. Reject. That's what that's, that's where you draw the line. I, I can no longer respect you. I, yeah, you don't get, I shun you as an organization. You are shunned. <laughs> how does it feel? How does, now, how do you feel? Huh? Oh my God. Uh, there you go. It's it, that's a, just like Mormonism, that's not great. It's you know, not great, you guys. You're not doing well. People, J-Dubs who are leaving, right? People who've, yeah, are, are, are they, when they tell their parents, their J-Dub parents who invariably will shun them, they should just, you know, cut them off the pass and be like, mom and dad, I don't believe in the whole Jehovah's Witness thing anymore. I'm going to have to shun you. <laughs> I yeah. cannot have you in my life anymore. Just turn it around. There you go. Make them be the rejected one. <laughs> That's yes, because the behavior that we are currently hating on, we should just do it. Yeah. Um, healthy life advice by Frank. By this Frank. Is, come to me, guys. I've got the best <laughs> advice for, 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 all for, of... for, for mental health and whatnot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. Just All shun right. them. Shun them first. Just They're shun gonna shun you. Yeah. Don't let them get the first shun in. You shun first. Preempt their shunning. <laughs> I reject them first, and you'll never be rejected a day in your life. Uh, it's have on your fun. terms. Have your fun terms. Living in, alone in your home, <laughs> away from all society. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to tell us about uh, your shunning experience or anything. You may feel free to do so. We encourage it right into us podcast at thinkautomatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, uh, yes, Dan, I have some, some prophecy for you. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I love me a good prophecy. Everybody loves prophecy. This is, uh, this is a guy named Nathan French. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is, uh, but he is on the canned ham. Sorry. The Steve Smith Schmidt, uh, <laughs> show Schultz, Steve Schultz. That's the name. Uh, who who looks like a canned ham, but I am assured is not. <laughs> His head is the shape of a ha canned yeah. ham. Is that your yeah? What the shape saying? and color, <laughs> really, without the glasses, how would you even know? <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, he. Uh, so the these guys are are This guy's got a prophecy for us. I can't believe they're still trying to to flog this one. But but this is this is I mean he saw it in a dream. You can't deny that it's true. So here we go. I saw Biden. He was hiding in a cave, 
it was a dark cave and he was inside this cave deep inside and i thought what is he doing inside that cave and i saw these strings these strings were connected to uh, biden while he was inside the dark cave and people were pulling at these strings and i saw him going like this you know with, as they pulled on the oh, strings wow. He would he would move based on what those people were pulling on the strings. I even saw some of the faces of the people who are yanking on the strings. Really? And it's interesting. I don't know that I'm supposed to say who I saw yanking sure. on the strings yeah. uh, for, for safety reasons. Sure. But I can tell you, um, I did see the faces of the people who are uh, pulling on the strings. And it was an interesting thing. And I heard the Lord say this very loud. And I saw him waving. And he said, bye-bye, Dan. Bye-bye, Dan. And he was saying bye-bye to the den, the place of hiding, but also bye Biden. He's going to be removed. Now, we've known this for a while, but the time for his removal has come so it's like now. Pun-based prophecy, Frank. (laughs) The Lord loves a good pun. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, does it surprise you that the Lord would love a good pun? I I mean, that that's not a good pun, first of all. That is a really stupid pun. Also, like I I do you got to love a prophet who's so bad at metaphor that they can't come up with anything better than just oh, he's got people pulling his strings. Like, really? That's as good a metaphor as you've got. Well, I, I, I mean, how will we ever untangle it? How will we ever see, figure out what the coded message means? I mean, considering this guy, that's probably the metaphor God would give him. <laughs> yeah, that's Because he needs him to understand what's going yeah. on. So God's <laughs> going to make it pretty obvious because if it was something a little, a little murkier, as a matter of this fact, guy's not going to really. Probably, he's not like going to. He probably had to go to God and be like, "What does it mean, Lord? <laughs> Someone's pulling strings on Joe Biden. Oh, what Nate. could it mean? <sighs> Fuck, Nate. Do I have to explain <laughs> everything to you? <laughs> oh my gosh! And there's still like literally. Joe Biden is nearing the end of his first term and they're still claiming he's going to be removed, (laughs) not voted out. Be clear about this. The claim is not Joe Biden will be voted out. That will become the claim soon. That's what we were saying the whole time was just that he's going to be voted out after one term. But for now, they're still saying... Nope, he's going to be removed from office by 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 mysterious forces. All well, right. If he loses the election, they will say, see, he was removed. <laughs> right? right. If he gets reelected and serves the entire term without yeah. without dying, yeah. um, they'll be like, see, he got he was term limited. <laughs> yeah. He got removed. That's what the Lord meant the whole time, you guys. The Lord works in mysterious ways. In mysterious ways, we mean reality. You guys were interpreting it wrong. Not, <laughs> that was on you. Right. That was your fault. Just because I literally explicitly said it doesn't mean that's what it means. <laughs> you guys you guys are getting this wrong. You should repent. Oh, golly. 
All right, well, we got some folks right into us. Uh, Adam wrote in to say, Frank and Dan, I wanted to respond to several recent segments and comments from listeners on how they interpreted their seemingly supernatural experiences. Mm. I have never had any supernatural experiences, but being raised Mormon, I was heavily primed to interpret any emotional experience to affirm faith. Aha, yes. This is true. Can confirm. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think most religions do that, right? Oh, you had a strong emotional experience, whether it was good or bad. Oh, yeah, that means God's real. <laughs> um, when I left the faith in 2019, oh wow, congratulations, well done. You just you're you're just a a, a babe out here in the woods. Um, lots of people tried to get me back by bearing their testimony. That's a Mormon thing. Uh, the implication being that I am so confident in my own interpretation of my own experience. That not only should that influence all of my life decisions, but yours as well. Mm-hmm. Which is true. That is what someone's saying when they're like, no, I've had a spiritual experience. So that should be enough for you. <laughs> uh, one church friend reached out to tell me a story of seeing angels when oh. he opened his eyes during his confirmation blessing. Oh, My knee-jerk reaction uh, was to accuse him of lying with an unfalsifiable assertion, but I decided that would be unproductive. I instead decided the the kind thing to do was to validate his expressed feelings. I told him that sounded like a very interesting experience for him, but because I did not experience it, because I did not experience it, his conclusions about it could only be relevant for him. If God want wants to give me that kind of evidence, he has my number. That is exactly right. Yeah. It's very funny when it's so hard because when someone looks you in the eye and says, I had X magical experience, you can't just say, no, you didn't. I mean, you could, but that'd be a dick thing to say. (laughs) The, The truth of the matter is that people do have weird experiences, experiences that, you know, they'll explain one way. And if you were asked to explain it, you would come up with a very different explanation. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it would be a dick move to just invalidate their experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I'm you not going to just take, I'm not, you can, yeah. you can just say, you can just look them in the eye and say, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's not going to go but very far. That's not, yeah, that achieves nothing. But I think I think the the more honest the the totally honest uh, approach is just that's interesting that you had that experience. I do not accept your interpretation of it. Yeah, could offer maybe to get seek help them seek, you know, professional help. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. Psychiatric. Like. Uh, you know, like aid. that sounds like maybe you're not well. Have you heard of temporal lobe <laughs> epilepsy? Anyway, there you go. Uh, it's it it is it is a, an error of thought to uh, to to accept someone else's spiritual experience as being relevant to your life. Uh, and I do love I do love the point of like, yeah, okay, you had that experience. If God wants me to have that experience, I've asked for it. Yeah. He could. He knows how to show me. He knows how to make angels appear to me too. So, yeah. any day now. He is withholding for some reason. Right. 
This is his fault. I'm an atheist because of him. It's his fault. Thanks. To, uh, we thanks had another writer in. What's that? Thanks to God, I'm atheist. Yes, exactly. We should. That should be a a, a title of something. <laughs> it feels like that something along those lines should be the title of something. Uh. Anyway. Uh, we had another writer in. Hi guys, I'm a new listener. I was listening to a story on your show. Uh, that another listener sent in about his parents basically saying Satan was coming to get him in his sleep paralysis as a little kid. Mm. Uh, abusive much? And it just reminded me that many Muslims believe that sleep paralysis is caused by what they call a jinn, mm. basically a demon genie spirit, yeah. that sits on your chest if you have been neglecting your prayers. Yeah. Isn't it convenient that any any scary thing has to do with you not being good enough Christian or Muslim? It's just funny to me that people will think atheists don't have morals since we don't believe in their God, and yet they see nothing wrong with these traumatizing stories to tell their kids. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Peop it, it's the obvious thing to go to if you want to... Uh, Imprison people in your belief system. Yeah. It's just uh, whatever you're doing, whatever you're experiencing, if it was scary, it's because you did something wrong and you better, and we are the only ones what can offer you salvation. So <laughs> come yeah. get it. Not, not a perfectly typical human experience. Right. Yeah. A very normal, yeah. uh, if scary, yeah. uh, Oh, it's, physiological event. And it is scary. I couldn't imagine yeah. actually having like the, the dream of a, of a demon yeah. at the occurring at the same time, because it's already terrifying. It's already so. scary. And then like, Oh good. Uh, oh good. A hallucination show up, showed up. Thanks <laughs> for that. I, I need it. Oh good. It's a witch. Oh, sitting on my chest. Fabulous. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> Thanks brain all right uh well we have some folks to thank uh i'll start us off with uh we've got uh whitney who who has given us a one-time donation thank you so much whitney we're gonna call you a priest congratulations you are now you can you you have wonderful magic powers um don't do what the catholic priests do and tracy who, who I'm going to say, who is uh, a, now a subscriber on PayPal, and I'm going to say a, is a, a teacher. Thank you so much, Tracy, for uh, for being a teacher. And, uh, and, and you get magic powers, and you get magic powers, and you get magic powers. And Frank, uh, what if someone wants to become a, a patron of our show? How could they do it? Well, they could go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. There's options. You can do PayPal. You can do patron, Patreon. Um, yeah. And as always, if you, if, you, if you become a patron, you you might get like, you know, our patrons over on Patreon. Some of them are getting extra content every week. That's true. From the, us. The Frank and Dan Diaries. That's, that's yeah. totally true. Um, and as always, Dan. We have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Lenny Remy. <laughs> More show coming up.
Well, Frank. Dan. I'm sure you've heard of the uh, the television program 60 Minutes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an hour-long news magazine. Really? Or, or so Wait, they claim. Is the... <laughs> I don't think they actually mm, fill a they full don't, hour. They don't. They don't. It, they're they're yeah. liars. That's you know what? When you start your whole show off with a lie, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I don't know about you. <sighs> anyway, uh, they decided to pick up the the story of the Mormon Church's just stunning amounts of wealth. Just stupid idiotic amounts of wealth. Yeah. Um, and they they, you know, this is a this is a fairly old story for us now. We've talked about it multiple times, but 60 Minutes interviewed uh, both the whistleblower who who initially, uh, a guy named David Nielsen, who initially blew, blew the doors off of this, yeah. uh, exposed how much money Enzyme Peak Advisors, which is the uh, the hedge the the fund the that uh, that the church owns, mm-hmm. and how much money they actually have, yeah. And, you know, his number was somewhere around 100, 100 million or $100 billion, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's probably closer to $150 billion. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so they interviewed him. Then they interviewed a representative of the church. Oh, that did not go well. The, sh- the church should be embarrassed for offering this guy up. This guy was, man. So, like, the, the whistleblower guy... Nielsen came off totally credible. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's a believing member who just didn't want his church. Like he, he tried to file it quietly with the IRS, wanted the IRS to know, like, this is probably not what's supposed to be happening. You mm-hmm. know, this, uh, you guys should know about this. Yeah. And then his brother publicized. Right. The thing. He's just never wanted to be, you know, he didn't want to be this guy. He just saw a wrong and thought it should be brought to the government's attention. A wrong that, like, fractured his faith. Yeah. Like, he's, he's out, right? I, I, I think so. Yeah. But the main thing is that, like, he was, he was genuine. He was, you know, he was uh, totally, totally believable. Yeah. He was, this was not a guy who was, who had a vendetta. No. Who was out to get the church in any way. Meanwhile, the church sends their representative, one Christopher Waddell, who is a, a, the first counselor in the presiding bishopric of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. He's very high up at the church and read like the, a, like the creepiest guy you can imagine. No credibility whatsoever. Just like literally if he started at talking to your child at the park, you would go up and grab your child and walk away while staring angrily at this person because he just reads creep. <laughs> I didn't quite read it that bad. Really? Not okay. that bad. Like, but uh, credible. No. No, no, certainly totally. not credible. The, the, the really defining moment, and this was shared around on all the social media or whatever, was that like the, uh, the interviewer asked this guy, uh, you know, how much do you have? Wouldn't it be better if 
you weren't secretive about it. If you if if you weren't so secretive and and he said, well, I, I it's not secret. It's it's confidential. <laughs> and she said, what's the difference? And he went perspective perspective <laughs> he took a very uncomfortable pause well because he he realized he just said something really stupid he probably remarkably stupid he probably started to say it's not secret it's sacred and then realized <laughs> wait it can't be sacred it's confidential yeah like i don't think that was a prepared line at all no. like that's one that he came up with off the top of his head and it was dum dum moment well and it's just like how are you not prepared for that question <laughs> right like this is a church that knows what they're doing this guy sat down for 10 hours of meetings with legal and other groups before this interview you say they know what they're doing i this whole thing leads me to believe that they kind of don't know what they're doing. I think you're right. I, I think I need to stop saying they know what they're doing. I, I think they, they have, they have incredible, right, but, they have incredible resources. Yes. Right? And they have, um, money managers who know what they're doing and, uh, investors that work for them who know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they can take all of this surplus money that they get through tithing um, their membership, which is compulsory at 10%. And boy, do they enforce it. Everyone. Oh yeah. And so they get all this money flowing in. It's heavily centralized for people who don't know, um, about the inner workings of the Mormon church, which I'm sure you don't. Um, it's not like other churches where there's like a local like fund or whatnot. No, yeah, it's it doesn't all, go to your local diocese. Or right. Whatever. It literally, all of it goes to Salt Lake. Or if it's international, I think they have like international, like, because you can't really, I don't think they can just pull the money directly out. But anyway, it all goes to centrally to the central church's control, right? Yeah. And, and then um, they divvy out as they see fit Yeah. to, to the local. Absolutely. They build yeah. the local churches. They own the local churches. But anyway, they, um, I think they, they amassed an amount of money that like cash money that they just didn't know what to do with. So they, <laughs> so they invested it. And for the first time in their history, right? Because all of these investments have largely been land and commercial properties and whatnot. Right. That like for the very, very, very first time they were now in a situation where the sec could be looking at them. Yeah. Right. And like the, the securities and exchange commission, providing federal oversight of large funds like these. And for the first time they had to start really reporting and they did it. They totally ham handed in how they did it. They tried to hide it. They tried to hide and it kept growing and growing. And I would love to hear the conversations that they're having about what the fuck to do with all <laughs> the fucking money, because I guarantee you, it caught them off guard. They did not plan for this sum of money. They're yeah. delighted by the sum, I'm sure. Yeah, but very impressed with themselves. And it's been very faith promoting internally <laughs> at the church office building, I'm sure. But yeah. I honestly do believe the whole they they got caught off guard angle on this whole thing. And yeah. I think it exposes 
what you just to you know what you were just saying it exposes um actually that they really don't know what they're doing as on as far as that kind of stuff i think they they don't know what to do with this yeah they 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 don't know what and and it seems to me it seems so obvious right that you set up a a, a massive humanitarian fund all of the right. bill and gates foundation and and it would be bigger it would be larger than the bill and gates Bill and Melinda Gates. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates. What was I saying? Bill and Gates. You just said, I think you said Bill and Gates. <laughs> Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's larger than the Harvard Endowment. Yeah. Which has largely been seen as like one of the like epically huge funds, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's what people hold hold up as like like when you want an example of a ridiculously funded fund. Right. And so, now it's yeah. the Mormon fund. Um, right. And they they don't know what to do. And it's just like, for the longest time, I've been, I, I'm just like, give up on the whole missions thing. Stop doing the missions. You're not converting anyone, right? Right. Turn those two years into two years of actual service, right? And go yep. out and just be a humanitarian force for good. They won't do it, right? They, they Absolutely Like, not. even if somebody had the thought, they would never do it. <laughs> and they'll never put the money to the, to the right use. Because... Already, they tout how much wonderful, charitable, and humanitarian work they do. And it is such a fucking tiny fraction of yeah. what they are capable of, do, of doing before we knew about all this other money. Right. Right. It was now already they, appeared like a small fraction. they've started to try to make a big deal out of their giving. And honestly, they, they don't have the mechanisms in place to give as much as they need to be giving. So like they came out with a report recently that was like, we gave over a billion dollars in charity and they counted everything. <laughs> it wasn't just like this came out of our fund. They counted like, like every year, every month members are not only expected to tithe, mm -hmm. but they give what's called a fast offering. Right. Which is uh which is an extra amount of money that, you know, they fast they're supposed to fast for two uh, meals, a, a couple meals in the month on a, on the first Sunday of the month. And then they, then they, they're meant to donate what they would have paid for those meals right. to the church. And it's supposed to go to the poor. Right. To me, that is not the church giving money to charity. Right. That is church members giving money to what is meant to be a church charity. Right. But yeah. no, they count that. They count all of it. And they claim that they gave $1 billion in aid. That's That was their big claim. I don't buy it. A, <laughs> bullshit. No, you didn't. And B, still way too little. Yeah. Considering like, this amount of money? Good Lord. Yeah. Well, and considering, here's the thing. The way that it's usually calculated, like when you look at other nonprofits that are meant that, that have to disclose their financing and like all of their, like how much money they take in and how much money goes to operations versus how much money goes to the actual charity versus how much, you know, how much money goes to fundraising, all of that sort of thing. At very minimum, we should, you should be looking at, you know, 3%. Mm-hmm. Of, of of your funds should go to 
the actual should actually go to charity. These guys are like that one billion dollar figure, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. You'd have to triple it. More than triple it. And, es- be- and especially considering that a lot of it's coming directly from the members. That's right. a bullshit claim on their part. Yeah. Yeah. So and and that's a minimal thing. That is a bare minimum. These these guys should be breaking off twenty million or twenty billion rather every year. Just your you know five five billion a year or something. Just and their whole thing should be charity. It there sh- shouldn't even like you say. Sc- screw the missions. Screw all this. Like your whole thing should be making the world better. Yeah. And the other thing is that like ninety percent of their charity, their aid, goes to their own members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And and it is a way of like holding them hostage mm-hmm. like you yes you have you've hit hard times you're poor we'll give you food but you have to keep paying tithing so we'll keep you poor uh-huh but make sure that you're fed and may you know maybe we'll help you with a car payment here and there or something oh there are people who like seriously live live off of the church yeah i mean that is a, definitely a thing and I don't blame them. Like, I don't fault them for that. If, you're on, if, if you've fallen on hard times, then you've fallen on hard times. That's, that's not your fault. But, like, the fact that the church is counting that, mm-hmm. taking care of just their own as their big charity work, as opposed to, like, getting out into the world and really digging in, you know, roll up your sleeves and really do something for yeah. the world. Well, and the thing is, their whole, they're so obsessed with their numbers, right, and growing and blah, 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 blah. If they did that, right? Yeah. They would actually see growth. People would be, I mean, it would take a while for like the stench of Mormonism to wear off, like the current like perception of them. But after like a generation, people would be so impressed by this organization that does so much good in the world. Right. If if they actually were talking, if, if, if they did what we were talking about, right? Right. This that would just be an epic amount of good. And I think people would be drawn to them. I think people I would, think you're right. I think people would be like, "Oh my god, like wh- who are these people? Like I want to know more. I want to like be a part of this." Right? 100%. I want Not my only, kids yeah. growing up with with these values of like of this global awareness and 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 like getting out there and doing the hard work and like I think it would be amazing, but yeah, Creepo, Creepo Waddell in in the sixty minutes interview said we don't want to reveal how much we have because we people would tell us what to do with it and blah blah blah. Uh. And other other times it's been clear that what they don't want, what they're scared of, is that if people found out if if their members found out how much money they had, they would stop tithing. Yeah. That, yes. Yes. That's, Guess what, guys? If people felt like their tithing was doing real good in the world, mm. they would gladly continue tithing. Yeah. Even if they knew that their church had $150 billion, mm-hmm. if they saw that money going to work and, you know, helping the homeless and feeding the hungry and, you know, getting medicine to people who need it, they'd gladly tithe. Yeah. I would donate to that organization. Wow. Maybe not. <laughs> I uh, it's going to take a it would take a lot 
for, like I said, the stench of of yeah. Mormonism to kind of wear off. Because right. it's it, but it's if that became a, the culture yeah. of Mormonism, mm-hmm. I'd be there. Yeah, I, I mean, would, I think though that the people join the church, the That's people of saying. Mormonism, your run of the run of the mill Mormons, um, just knowing enough of them in my life, uh-huh. they would be insufferable. <laughs> they would just, they would this, the church going out and doing some of the most amazing charitable work in the world would literally turn <laughs> the, your, your typical Utah Mormon into just the worst human being ever. Insufferable. You would not be able to be in the same room with them. You are not wrong, my friend. <laughs> but Cause they're already a, pretty awful. It's a little mean, but it's so true. <laughs> oh my God. You wouldn't be able to shut them up. Oh Lord. All right. Well, <clears throat> with that, we leave you from within the shadow of the everlasting Hills. <laughs> Oh, man. If you would like to chime in uh, on Mormons or billions of dollars or anything, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. Uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And be sure to sign up, Dan. Well, not, maybe not you, but dear listeners, uh, sign up for our 600th episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just email yeah. us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, and put 600th episode in the subject line, and we'll get you signed up. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. May peace be with you this day and always. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye-bye.